Hey everyone, it's your girl Kira the Healer and you are listening to Mystic Mommy Podcast. So um, first off, I want to thank everyone um, who has been listening, um, all the new followers I'm gaining on uh, my Instagram, on social media. I just want to thank everyone first and foremost, um, because if it wasn't for you, I probably wouldn't even be doing this right now. Um, Second, I want to go ahead and um, promote my um, the Reiki sessions that I've been doing. So um, I'm happy that I've been getting a lot of inquiries, 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 inquiries. I can't say it right. Inquiries um, from the uh, new moon and full moon Reiki that I do. Um, I've been, yeah, I've noticed like an increase. So everyone who have um, been inquiring about that, I really appreciate it, especially those from overseas, Um, like completely across the world. I've been getting like um, hits from like Nigeria. Um, I got a hit from Cambodia, which is dope. Um, so I love that I'm able to just be this vessel and be able to provide that energy um, worldwide. So please continue to DM me if you need any other sessions. It doesn't just have to be for the full moon or the new moon, um, but I just like to do it on them because I feel like the the moon works so much uh, more with that Reiki energy um, to help you release or help you um, manifest the things that you want. So, um, yeah, so if you don't know by now, my Instagram is uh, mystic.mommy.healing. Um, that's M-Y-S-T-I-C dot M-A-M-I dot H-E-A-L-I-N-G. Um, the last thing I'm going to promote before we get into this episode um, is going to be my line um, of my holistic care. If you don't know about that by now, um I have a Etsy page. Um, my hobby is basically, you know, promoting um, just nice, healthy care uh, products. So I have teas, I have uh, smudge sprays, I have sage bundles, I have um, soaps, yoni soaps. I have just so much goodies that's there for your well being. And, um, Every week on my Instagram, I run like a um, like a deal. So if you purchase something, you usually get something free. I was doing BOGOs uh, one week, so you buy one, get one free. So it's pretty dope. So go ahead and check that out. Um, and then let's move into this episode because I'm, I'm just so happy. I'm so excited for this. Um, tomorrow is a Halloween. Um, right now in Miami, it is... Um, it's Friday right now in Miami, um, the 30th, and it's about to hit Halloween time soon. Um, sorry if you hear like extra noises in the back. I have um, the dogs, the puppy is in the room, so she's just kind of squeaking on her toy. So I apologize if you pick up any of that. Um, but this episode, um, we're going to talk about creating altars and connecting with your ancestors, um, which a lot of people know like the history of Halloween, um, how the veil between the spirit world and um, our reality, um, that veil becomes very thin. So I feel already that we are always connected with our guides. We're always connected with our ancestors and the other spirits and beings that um, 
you know, that exist, whether they're not on this plane, if they're on a different plane or in a different dimension. Um, however, during this time, the specific time, that veil starts to thin. And we start to feel even more connected and rooted um you know, within our practices, um, as well as our connections with those beings around us. Um, so I'm going to incorporate two topics into this one, which is creating the altar um, and then connecting with our ancestors and the reasons for it. So um, the re why, why do you need an altar, right? You could be a spiritual being, a spiritual person, um, God, goddess, whatever you identify as, um, and not have an altar, um, which when before I used to, um, when I first started on this journey, I didn't have an altar and I still felt completely connected and in tune with nature and earth and myself and my being and my spirits, um, my spirit guides. Um, but before, I mean, so getting more into it now that I'm, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Now I am more into my practice. Um, <laughs> I just hear the squeaking. Now that I'm more into my practice, it's just... Now that I'm more into my practice, um, having an altar has just helped me expand it a whole lot more. So... Um, before, when I didn't have an altar, I just did a lot of like, uh, I guess what people would quote unquote call white magic or um, or light work. And I'm using finger quotes. You can't see it, but I'm using finger quotes. Um, and it was more just like me doing Reiki and things like that. Um, but now that I do so much more than that... Um, in my work, I definitely do a lot of like healing, um, but I incorporated my altar into so I like so many things. You can do so many things with your altar, and basically, to me, it just identifies you as your personality. Um, so with mines, I have like my uh, giant crystal. I have giant crystal singing bowls. I have little uh, Tibetan um, singing bowls. I have a ton of crystals on my tarot cards. I have deity statues. I have like a shit ton of stuff on mine. Um, and I also use it, um, well, I'm going to use it for um, tomorrow as an ofrenda as well um, for my ancestor. So you can use it and it to me what it does is just give you more of a personality um and it helps you get deeper into your practice i personally connect with guides i connect with deities and i feel like me giving to the altar it's a way of me thanking them as well as appreciation so let me just get up and um let me get into it and like how it can help you you know what I mean, um, get into your practice as well as like, what should you use? What can you put on your altar? So your altar doesn't have to be anything fancy schmancy. You don't got to go out and buy something fancy. You could literally go to like a thrift store and get a table. Um, you could use a big one. You could use a small one, whatever, you know, serves a purpose. Mine's literally started out when I, um, when I decided that I wanted to get an altar, 
it literally started out as like a little folding uh, food tray table. Like I used it to do my homework when I was in bed and I was like, oh, I kind of want to, you know, get a little altar and just start putting stuff on it. And then as my items just continue to grow, um, I just expanded. So I have like two altars, but um, when I move and I get a little bit more space, I'm probably going to just use a whole room um, just for, you know, um, I'll just have like a huge altar in there. But um, to me, it just connects you more spiritually. It To me, it keeps you grounded. Um, and I just feel so much more connected with my guides and deities and ancestors by having that altar. Um, even if you carry like a mini altar, which I've seen a bunch of cool like YouTube videos where people make their own mini altars and you could carry it around with you. Um, and always keep in mind like, you will always be protected. You will always be favored. You will always be um, watched over, regardless if you have an altar or not. You don't need it. I just, I personally just like it because of of aesthetics, um, and not only just because of aesthetics. I just feel like it's a good place for storage for my things, and I just feel like in my house, it just to me, it just brings a lot of. Um, like good energy into the house, balancing energy and protection. So that's why, I mean, it's a personal thing. You don't have to, um, but it's it's a really cool thing if you do end up making one. So um, some items that you would want to include on it is uh, you can include deities. Um, so depending on your background, your ethnic background, your nationality, your deities might differ. Um, I come from um, an indigenous background. My mother is from the Arawak tribe, um, but my father is also Puerto Rican. So there's a lot of, um, I, I consider myself Afro-Latina as well. So the deities different, I, differ. I have Atabe, um, who is basically um, from the Arawak tribe, and she is a the deity like mother earth so like um i know there's other practices like gaia would basically like the mother earth as well um in santaria or yoruba you also have yamoja or uh, yemaya who is a um she's basically like the mother um of everyone and she's also like a a sea Orisha. So um, she connects with the water um, and she's very, she's a very strong uh, being. But um, you can put any deity on there. If you are, if you practice Wicca, um, you could definitely put Hakate on there, um, which Hakate is a very strong figure. Um, if you are, um, oh, there's also, um, Kalima, she's a very strong figure. It depends on your whether you have a religious background or your spiritual background, your ethnicity. It would always just differ and depend. Sometimes you might connect with a guide. Just make sure you do your research um, on the guides that you are, you know, the deities that you want to work with and everything. Um, only because, you know, you don't want to appropriate something or use something for a different uh, reason and it could backfire on you. Um, like for example, uh, an American horror story. I'm not sure if, if 
Um, everyone is familiar with that. But American Horror Story um, season three, Coven. Um, I know so many people who liked it, and I didn't like it only because there was a lot of misconceptions. So um, they referred to one of the deities as uh, Papa Legba. And Papa Legba in Voodoo um, is not who was on the TV. That was not the same. Um, that was not the same law. So um, I just didn't. It was like a lot of confusion because then everybody thought that Papa Legba was some kind of like more darker being and that he, um, you know, he liked drugs and alcohol. And, you know, that's definitely not what he was. He's like a gatekeeper. He's an older, um, wiser person or uh, not person being. So it just, it, it wasn't accurate. So if you're going to be doing, uh, if you're going to be working with your deities, make sure you know who is who, what they're used for, and what is what. So just do your research. That's basically what it cracks down to. Um, oh, but just to go back to American Horror Story. So the deity I believe they were trying to uh, portray was or not deity, Loa, they were trying to uh, portray was uh, Baron Samdi, but they end up, they end up, you like saying Papa Legba, and it wasn't, it was inaccurate. And it's a lot of people in the voodoo community, not community, uh, a lot of people, practitioners of voodoo, um, priest and priestess, they already like called them out on that. So it's just, if you're going to do something, just make sure you're doing it right. That's all. Um. So you could also include crystals if you're like into crystal healing, um, whether you have like a clientele and you're doing it yourself on your own for other people. Um, it's just, this is a good way also to, a good way to just store your crystals, recharge them. I like to recharge mines on the altar because I'm always like burning incense on there, lighting candles. Um, so I just feel like they're just extremely charged when they're on the altar because it's such a sacred space for me. Um, you can use tea light candles. Um, I have singing bowls. I like to store my holy waters, my sage, uh, Palo Santo incense holders. You could um, also store your divination tools, whether you use a spirit, bo uh, spirit board, a crystal ball, any kind of scrying um balls or bowls, uh, teacups as well. If you do like tea leaf readings, um, plants, I have a cute pothos plant on there. Um, and it kind of like, and now it's starting to grow and wrap around, um, Atabe, my stat, my deity statue that I have. So they're very, very, you know, it's very nice to put life onto there. That's what I consider the plants, just a form of life. Um, like it's just another element kind of that I'm just adding to it. Also, you can put um, oracle cards, dry herbs. I have a, a little mini tiny cauldron um, and you can use that with your charcoals um, and you basically make your own incense. I also use it for um, spell work. So full uh, new moon, full moon. But mostly new moon when I'm trying to release something, I usually just write it down, burn it, put my herbs on there. Um, if I'm trying to manifest something, same thing. Um, I put it in my little cauldron. So those are always good to have. And you can find those at any um, 
like you could find them on Amazon or you could find them at like markets, um, like swap shops, swap meats, flea markets. You could find them there. Um, your spirit board, your, um, let me see. Oh, I talked about that. Um, your tar uh, tarot cards, oracle cards, um, elemental pieces. So like anything um, that, if especially if you like practice Wicca, which um, Wicca uses a lot of the elements. So um, earth, fire, air, um, water, you would incorporate those elements onto your um, your sacred space or your altar. Um, you can also have uh, a vision board. I have a vision board up right above mine. Um, and then I have some crystals on top of it. And I want to say a lot of the stuff on it have already happened, um, which is pretty cool Like to see all of that like take place because it's like, it just makes me work harder for my goals so that I can accomplish it. So that's pretty dope. Um, I also have, um, oh, you can also put like um, a repellent. So like an evil eye, um, like an evil eye, whether it's like a charm or um, sometimes I see the trees um, just to ward off the evil spirits away from your altar. Um, I also would recommend maybe a mirror, which I talked about it before in um, one of my last episodes. Um, I oh, I believe it was the one with the mini spell book that I had. Um, and if you put a mirror on your altar, it just, it repels negative energies and entities away from you, um, or people who put the evil eye or try to hex you, it bounces right back to them. Um, so it's always good to have a mirror on there. So just make sure even when you're placing these items, even with your altar, just being there, just always just constantly well, it doesn't have to be every day, but, you know, a few times a week, just clean it down uh, with sage, incense smoke. That's why I'm, I like to burn incense smoke on mine um, to clean it out, clean it with some um, some holy water, some, whether it's Florida water, Palo Santo um, water, just clean it off with that. Make sure it's not cluttered. Um, and then all the items that you placed on it, you should also cleanse those as well, too, with sage smoke, Palo Santo smoke before you put it on there. Um, you could also keep journals on there. I like to put my journals there, um, especially because I have like a Reiki journal. So when I'm sending out the Reiki long distance, I like to incorporate everyone's name on there. And um, I put it on the altar and put a crystal on top of it um, just so that it amplifies the energy when I send it. Um, you can also keep, um, if you have any wands, um, like selenite sticks or whatever you use as a wand, you can keep your wand on there. Um, you can also keep chalice. Um, you can also keep a motar and pestle and mala beads. So, um, I like the Mozart and Pesto because it's good for like rounding up the incense where you're going to burn them in the cauldron. And then my mala beads, I have um, I have a set on there and I use them for affirmations. So they're really helpful with that. And like I said, because I keep it so cleansed and because I keep it just, um, you know, 
yeah, just cleanse, balance and everything, the stuff that I put on it, I feel like it's absorbing all of that positive energy as well. Um, and if you don't have access to or space, that could be another thing. If you don't have space to do some big altar um, and space inside, I keep saying um, and it's so annoying. If you don't have space to do like a a big altar or a table, or you just don't have, whether you don't have the table to do it or you don't have the space to do it, you could also do like, I see people do it in the Altoids case, like the little mint case. You could put it in a little shoe box, like, and all you need to is include the stuff that works for you, the herbs, um, crystals, um, let me see, tarot cards, any kind of divination tools you might use, you could put that right inside of there. It does not have to be fancy. It does not have to be, you know, this amazing looking thing. It doesn't have to be big. It could be whatever fits you because it's going to serve your spiritual purpose and your journey and your practice. So it's definitely up to you. You could also include like, if you did like a small one, you could put like a pendulum in there. That's very helpful. Essential oils, um, whatever it is that you use and that's going to be conducive to your spell work or your work, whatever works for you, that's all that matters. So now positioning your altar, uh, it's definitely up to you. I, I grew up being told that, um, even like I was told when I was younger, like your bed should be facing the rising sun. So it's the same with the altar. Um, supposedly they say, it's supposed to be facing like the sunrise, but when you live in like an apartment or you live somewhere, you know, that's kind of like just clustered and, and bunched up together, it's very hard for you to find that space, especially like when your closet is probably built to face the sunrise. So wherever you put it, wherever you got space, that's all that matters. The only thing that, that, that you know, is the most important is that you use your intention. So don't worry about perfection. It doesn't have to be perfection. It's still going to do what it has to do anyway. So now I want to move on to talk about connecting with your ancestors, especially because tomorrow, well, now it's today. It finally hit 12 o'clock a.m. So it's officially Halloween here. And now I want to talk about that veil lifting and how we are going to be today, tonight, in the next few days. You will feel more connected to the spirit world, especially the fact that it's a full moon, which it, it hasn't been a full moon on Halloween in like 40 years or something like that. Or I think it's more than that. I think they said since 1944, if I'm not mistaken. So with that being said, we're going to be able to feel such a strong connection with our ancestors. They're going to be more present and closer to us than ever before. So you can definitely incorporate your ancestors onto your altar. Um, you can place offerings and pictures. So um, if you're not familiar with an ofrenda, an ofrenda is just it's basically kind of like an altar. You put your ancestor's picture on there and then something that they would really enjoy. So it could be food. Um, it can be an object that was theirs. Um, so for example, if you want to put, I'm, I'm going to put 
my um, great grandmother on my ofrenda. Um, and then I will put something that would represent her. So she was very earthy and very into nature. So I would put like a plant on there um, for her, something that represents that person. So you place that onto the altar um, and you light the candles and I would pray. Um, it's completely up to you how you want to do it, but um, I would pray and I would give thanks and I would just ask to be connected and grounded and also um, appreciative of the person and how they pass down this knowledge to me. So with that being said, when you do the ofrenda or when you try to connect with your ancestors and your guides, make sure that you're also being appreciative of it. You're not doing any harm or any ill towards anyone. Um, and you're doing this with being in a good space in your heart and in your head. You should never do anything that's going to hurt others or that will um, basically make your ancestors or guides want to cut you off or um, basically do something to harm you or put you in harm's way. So just make sure even when you're doing your spell work tonight, just make sure everything is, you know, if you're going to do hexes or you're going to do something to get back at someone, just always know that um, what you put out there is what you get back. So make sure you're just doing your work with the most positive intent that you can. Um, at the end of the day, if you do have to hex, if you have to do something um, because someone else did something to you, that's understandable, but there's always consequences that come back. So even when you're doing this, and I'm the reason why I'm reiterating this is because if you're going to do something to connect with um, spirit guides, or you're going to be connecting with ancestors, or especially if you're going to be connecting with spirits and deities, because this veil is going to be so thin, make sure that you're doing it with respect and make sure that you're also doing it um, with the proper knowledge because you don't want to call out something or call upon something or summon something out and you have no idea what it is, no idea how to get it back, and it ends up fucking up your life because that shit is real. So make sure when you're doing that, um, you just do your knowledge before. When you do your ofrenda, make sure that you're offering the proper things um, and just also make sure this is unique to you and you should style it the way that you want. You should definitely put your own spin on it, put your own twist on it. Um, and just make sure that you're safe when you're doing this. Always ground yourself, make sure everything is cleansed and make sure that you're just guarded and protected when you do it. So I'm just going to wrap this episode up. I do once again want to thank everybody for listening and for following me. And if you want to go ahead and speak to me and chat with me or request a uh, free Reiki session, you can hit me up on Instagram and that's at mystic.mami.healing and that's M-Y-S-T-I-C dot M-A-M-I dot H-E-A-L-I-N-G. Talk to you soon.